My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Damn right. And it is Podcast Extra today. We didn't have this planned, but we're going to have to do it because there was some huge news happening this week, and what was the huge news, Dan? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it is huge news, so we're going to get onto that in a little bit, but we're, seeing as there's been bits of news stories and a couple of other kind of things, we're just going to do a quick Podcast Extra to wrap it up nicely. Uh, because we've got a huge uh, schedule lined up that we're going to go through. A huge, big, fat, veiny schedule. It is massive, Dan. But we're going to start off this episode, and we're going to talk about new content. And after a year of me asking the WWE Network, they have added WCW Thunder. Yes! Yes! yes. <laughs> WCW's second show started in January 1998 and ran until the company's demise in 2001. Well, WWE have added 60 episodes from January 1998 till April 1999. that have to release anymore because they were gash after that the next episode of wwe 24 will be titled empowered and aired immediately following monday night raw well the topic of this episode will be the first ever women's raw rumble and the arrival of ronda rousey this is the second wwe 24 episode that will concentrate only on women's wrestling with the first one titled women's evolution which aired in august 2016 the women's evolution is a mystery well, this particular WWE 24 episode is the second of the year, and WWE typically releases four or five episodes of the series yearly. WWE 24 is one of the highest rated original series on the WWE Network due to the way it's shot and the incredible amount of backstage access that is given. And we'll give you a full review of the WWE 24 episode on the WNR 151, the WWE Network view for April. On to news! News! And WWE drops Fabulous Moolah, name change to WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. The WWE announced the Women's Battle Royal during WrestleMania 34 at the Mercedes-Benz Superdrome in New Orleans will have its name changed from the Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal to the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Well, a representative from the, from the WWE confirmed the change after backlash of fans and former Fabulous Moolah trainees. After further consideration, we believe it is best to proceed with the name WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, the WWE rep said. What remains most important is that this historic match is part of WWE's unwavering commitment to the women's division. WWE Chief Brand Officer Stephanie Mann echoed the statement on Twitter. Thank you, WWE Universe, for using your voice. What remains the most important is that the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal will be a historic match 
and is part of WWE's unwavering commitment to our women's division. Hashtag women's evolution. Hashtag change the name. But this decision only comes after after Snickers, a WrestleMania 34 sponsored, released a statement which said... We are recently made aware of the World Wrestling Entertainment Inc.'s decision to honour a former wrestler during the upcoming WrestleMania 34 event. As a principle-based business that has a long championed creating inclusive environments that encourage and empower everyone to reach their full potential, this is unsuccessful, and we are engaging with the WWE to express our disappointment. Mad Maxine sent a statement calling Fabulous Moolah, real name Mary Lillian Ellison, a real-life heel. This is her statement. A lot of women paid to train at her school and they went out on the road. They risked life and limb in their matches and she repaid them with the worst kind of abuses. She skimmed their money. She ignored women who were badly hurt and she pimped women out to creepy men and on and on. She went on to call Ellison who died in 2007 a monstrous person. Now, if you want to hear more of that, go to Controversial Characters Part 2 where we speak about Fabulous Moolah in that one. Yes, a petition to alter the match's name received over 10,000 signatures. Yeah, and it's the right thing to do. And when you think of the, the amount of people that you could have named it after, you know, even people like Sher- Sherry Martel or Luna Vachon or... Pe- Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth Battle Royale. Yeah, exactly. That'd been brilliant. But next year's Mania, WWE announced as first reported on nypost.com, the New York, New Jersey area once again play host to the showcase of the Immortals when WrestleMania 35 descends on the MetLife Stage April 2019. So it's not going to be held in England then? No, after what no. John Cena said. John Cena's a dickhead. <laughs> John Cena sucks. Well, the last time the show of shows came to MetLife was WrestleMania 29, an event held in April 2013 that grossed in excess of $72 million and attracted a sold-out crowd of 80,676 fans from all 50 states and 34 countries. And now on to other news in DUI. Jeff Hardy has been arrested for driving while impaired, according to officials in North Carolina. The the 40-year-old crashed his car in Concord on Saturday at about 10.30pm. His arrest report shows... He ran off the roadway to the right, in turn striking about 105 foot of guardrail for the back end of the car spun out 90 degrees to the left, coming to rest in the middle of the northbound lane of travel. Carabas County court records show that he will appear before a judge on April 16th and has already had his driving licence revoked for at least 30 days. The crash called $8,000 worth of damage to his 2016 Cadillac and $5,000 to the poor guardrail, who was doing nothing, just mind its own business, according to police estimates. It is not known whether Hardy was hurt in the crash, but he was released from jail not long after being charged and does not appear to have been sent to hospital. One one thing we've learned about the WWE is that... We don't mind you drinking under the influence. We'll forgive that. You know, we'll still give you a position of card. Just make sure no women are involved now because of this whole women's revolution and all the other things. You know what I mean? Um, But, you know, it's quite weird because it was a videoed segment that was at the Hardy compound when uh, Matt faced Bray Wyatt and Jeff did show up there only briefly. So what that's going to do for 
their future. It's uh, it's a bit of a weird one, but anything yeah. see, and we will let you know as it happens. Exactly. And speaking of that, don't worry, everybody. We are going to have Dan's we're raw gonna ha- review and SmackDown summary. We're going to have Dan's raw review and SmackDown summary coming up in a little bit. But let's get on to the big news then, and the big news story of the week in the wrestling world was, of course, Daniel Bryan being cleared by WWE doctors to return to the ring. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Bryan has been adamant since retiring that he felt he could return. The news broke on Tuesday afternoon with fans and the WWE stars expressing their excitement. Well, except for the Miz, of course. So when was the decision made to clear Brian? Well, in a behind-the-scenes video with Brian, he says that WWE made a decision to clear him on Monday night. Here's a quote from him. It's hard because legitimately I got cleared last night. So there's still this wave of emotions and it's hard for me when I'm thinking and writing what I would like to say is hard for me why. WWE made the official announcement at around uh, four minutes past three on Tuesday. As part of the agreement to let him return to the ring, Daniel Bryan will be required to undergo the impact testing after every match or segment which involves getting physical. Well, the mandatory test is to monitor his condition constantly to make sure it does not fall before the baseline that was agreed to already. The impact testing is done to determine concussions and any other neurology-related issues. It will be performed by WWE doctors backstage. Yeah, I mean, what were you thinking of the news, Dan? What were, you, what were your thoughts when uh, the news broke that Brian came back? I got literal shivers. I text you straight away yeah. saying Brian has been cleared to wrestle when it was released by the WWE. Um, and yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. It's such a great thing. And, and, and some people, it's a bit weird, who might have been new to the... Uh, to watching wrestling maybe the past couple of years might not know who Daniel Bryan is he's just like a he's such a great character just so likeable but here's three things on the WWE Network if you want to go back if you've not seen Daniel Bryan before and you want to go back and um, and watch them on the network it's quite easy first choice I would say is WWE Money in the Bank 2012 CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship these two guys at this moment in time, you know, were just bringing it so hard. And it is a great match to go back and just enjoy. John Cena versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. And that is at SummerSlam 2013. Yeah, I mean, finally at that moment in time, you know, Bryan getting that moment. And it was so surprised beating John Cena cleanly as well, wasn't it? You know, it was indeed. Yeah. And, and he uh, deserved it. Yes. Uh, it's just a shame what happened afterwards. And, you know, some guys take the easy way, don't they, around things. A cash-in. Like a cash-in, you know. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Dan, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, and another moment that you have to go and see, hopefully, that i got to hear, is uh, W Monday Night Raw. And that's the 9th of December 2013, when in ring, uh, it's about Randy Orton again, and John Cena uh, being the undisputed WWE champion. But there's all former champions in there, you know, CM Punk, Shawn Michaels, and other people. But it doesn't matter because there's only one man that they love, the crowd. There's only one man. There was only one name they was chanting, and that was Daniel Bryan. And even he couldn't hide his emotions. You know, Triple H was trying to get through a big speech. Even Shawn Michaels was trying to calm it down. But there's no wavering the fans. They just wanted Daniel Bryan. And eventually, you know, they all had to give in. Mark Henry raised Daniel Bryan's hand. And, you know, just a big grin on his face. I think it tells a big story yeah. because, you know, he knows it was worth it. Yeah, and they respect him. And just, <laughs> just a couple of what I think about it. If you've, you've got a lot of time on your hands, go back and watch 2014 Royal Rumble. Brian wasn't in it, and they absolutely slated Rey Mysterio come out at number 30 and actually hated it. And the other one, Dan? Uh, 2015 Royal Rumble, when Daniel Bryan got eliminated by Bray Wyatt, and everyone that came out after that was just booed. 
No one could get a break, and even The Rock couldn't save Roman Reigns from just getting a massive boo from the fans. And, it, you know, I don't think there's ever been anyone that gets so much emotion from the fans. You know, no one can hate him. No, exactly that. And uh, this, this is hopefully what we're going to see. We're going to talk more Daniel Bryan when we get on to uh, Dan Smackdown summary. But now, Dan, it's time for your... Raw review. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have five talking points from Raw. And, uh, you know, we're just going to quickly skim through this uh, because James says I take up too much time on this podcast. It's a, it's a podcast extra. We don't want people, you know, hanging around too long, especially when we got Wednesday, we got WNR 148 Part 2 coming out, which is two yeah. nitros, WWE WrestleMania 14. But, yes, five talking points from Raw. We had the Roman Reigns segment. Angle kicked off and Reigns wouldn't appear as he is still suspended. As uh, the general manager moved on to talk about Braun Strowman's win in the tag team battle royal. But Reigns emerged to interrupt him. They argued about Lesnar not being in the arena yet. And Reigns demanded a fight with Lesnar. The big dog sat in the ring with a steel chair refusing to move. Marshall soon moved in and handcuffed him. Frustrated with their physicality, Reigns beat up the guards. And as he was handcuffed, Lesnar charged in and assaulted his vulnerable rival. He did not stop the beating, even after medical staff began to wheel his opponent away. I mean, Roman Reigns got beaten up by Lesnar. Lesnar went to leave, came back, beat him up some more, went to leave, came back, F5'd him. And Roman Reigns, you can see the bruises on his wrists from where he had the cuffs. They could barely get the cuffs around his arms. (laughs) But... Yeah, but this this is him using Lesnar at the best here, isn't it? You know that kind of the monster and showing what he's all about. Yeah, and with Roman Reigns, it's a case of like we talked about a couple of weeks ago of giving Roman Reigns every shortcut to becoming trying to get him over before WrestleMania. And it's weird that we watched twenty years ago Steve Austin coming out holding Raw hostage until he got Vince McMahon. And then not only did Reigns get suspended by Vince McMahon himself last week, but now he's in arena holding Raw hostage. You know, they're they're saying to us please love him like you love yeah, Austin. Yeah, please do something like this, you know. Uh, but yeah, what were your what were your takes on the Reigns Lesnar thing? Did it get you excited um, for the match or it, it started to, yeah, but again, you know, I think they're kind of pushing us to love Roman Reigns, you know, as if giving him every main event, as if, like, you know, letting him win everything, as letting him be in every kind of title picture imaginable. If that wasn't enough, then, you know, we've got no choice but to love him because yeah. he's just been beaten up in a vulnerable position. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. You know, and this... even, even after, sorry, even after the assault, Reigns was taken on a stretcher. And uh, Lesnar still came back, yeah. pushed him off his stretcher and still started to assault him even more. And Reigns looked really uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's weird because when I mentioned Daniel Bryan, like with Reigns, it's like, this is a choice. This is what you're going to have to have. With Bryan, it was organic. And it was like, no, this, this is the guy we want, you know. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see how they do that come WrestleMania. All right, next talking point, Dan. John Cena again, he issued a challenge to uh, Undertaker. And again, he was met with nothing. He, you know, he was met with silence. But then, you know, after a while, Kane's music hit and he come out. And John Cena thought, yes, <laughs> I've got to The Undertaker through his brother Kane. And, you know, Kane's going to come out and he's going to give me what I want. But all he gave him was a choke slam. No. So no definitive, no definite answer for WrestleMania. But, I mean, it's been announced that Kane and John Cena are going to fight next week. Possibly could we see The Undertaker? If rumours are to be true... Rumour has it. That Undertaker will appear the Raw before WrestleMania, but we, we shall see. Um, so what do you think of this, then, Dan? What do you think of the segment? Um, 
Yeah, you know, again, it's... I think only John Cena could have this, um, like, a feud with someone when he's on his own. You know, I think only John Cena can kind of get away with that. And, yeah, you know, it was... uh, I think it's it's probably for the best way to do it, you know, giving Undertaker limited screen time, coming out at the last minute, saving John Cena's road to WrestleMania. He, you know, he he's quite happy with being there as a fan, but you know, it is. It, I think I think the feud's going quite well between them. It is, and, and what's weird is Cena's doing something that no one ever ever done with the Undertaker's kind of humanizing him. Even on Twitter, yeah. I was just trying to find a picture there, but John Cena released the picture of like. Um, Undertaker when he was first debuted in WSW, you know, me, Mark Callis, uh, and it, putting a tweet on there saying this is what the Undertaker looked like when he first started, you know. So are they trying to bring out the kind of human side to the dead man now? And with that, I think Cena can work well because we've seen on how good he is on the mic. Well, John Cena on the mic, he can carry himself and that kind of attitude that he's had, he don't care. He's got, he thinks he's got enough respect, more respect than the Undertaker, you know, so him. So, he doesn't care. He just wants to have a WrestleMania match. But if Kane comes out and answers his challenge, why not have a WrestleMania match with Kane? You know, or if you just want a bit of WrestleMania card, Battle Royal or something like this. But yeah. what well, did you think of it? I, I don't know. Again, you know, I think it's this uh, a good point, and that scene as as we've always said, he's really strong on the mic. In my personal opinion, if anyone can carry the Undertaker through a match, who better than John Cena? Yeah. I mean, you know, aside from Shawn Michaels, there's no one else better that could go with The Undertaker and protect him. Well, it's not just that, is it? It's the little things that they could just be looking at each other for a couple of minutes and that could bide into the time, you know? And uh, little things like like, what you'd want to see is even a little like you can't see me and then take a sits up and shit like this, you know, that's the kind of stuff you you want. And then the reaction, the reaction of Cena being like, oh, like that, it doesn't have to be like a real hard hitting, you know, like a Triple H Undertaker type match where they're just really hurting each other or Lesnar. It could be a story told during it. And like I said, Cena's one of those guys that can make it happen. So I'll be looking forward to it. (laughs) Which way do you reckon it would go though? It's difficult to say, you know, if I think if Undertaker loses, it's what, three losses in five years or, yeah, five, three, three losses. losses in four years. Four years. So you're like, well, will the Undertaker streak? But then it would maybe make sense because like the streak was a special thing and now it's John Cena's time. You would think Cena's got more time left in him in WWE than Taker has. So a victory for Cena would be good. And then he, his next push at WrestleMania, his next thing to do is that elusive 17-time world champion. And then yeah. once he's done that... Then Cena can ride off into the sunset, you know, yeah. basically. So, yeah, this is a, it's a shame it's happened so late in their careers, but it's still something to look forward to. Right, next talking point on Raw. It's Nia Jax. Ooh. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know, I, I've, I think she's been, the, uh, she's been the subject of some really awkward style bullying from Bliss. You know, I'm not going to defend her on this, you know, as much as I'm a fan of Alexa Bliss's, but... You know, she was caught backstage after Jax was having a match and, you know, it was broadcast to the world, unbeknown to her. And she says she was just having a joke. You know, it's how her and Jax go. Jax came backstage, tore up the locker room looking for Bliss and was, uh, you know, really pissed off. I don't know if she's gone too far because, you know, I know she's getting over as a hill and she's a brilliant hill. She's, you know, one of the best female characters going. And I'm not saying that being biased, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I think... Her personality works really well. She can hold her own in the ring as well. I don't know. I don't want to say it, but casual racism with Oscar. Yeah. When she was saying about her as well, you know, it's it's a couple of them awkward kind of moments. 
But, you know, the fact of the matter is Oscar's going to challenge Charlotte, as we saw at the end of Fastlane. And, you know, it, it seems to be set up that Jax is going to challenge Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, that's basically confirmed now. But uh, but one thing to defend Bliss is the fact is that anything she is saying is going to be written to her and she she's, you know, reading from a script, basically. So Yeah, yeah, I understand we, that. But it's, it doesn't help the Bliss character. But she's been involved in so much over the past couple of years. Maybe she just needs, after WrestleMania, maybe to step away and come back fresh, you know, because yeah. for, for a young woman as well to accomplish that much. I think with Jack's involved, I think, yes, all right, we've got another women's match at WrestleMania, that's cool, but I don't know if it's going to make the main card, you Do you know? think it's going to overpower it because you've got the women's battle royal, you've got the Ronda Rousey and Stephanie McMahon angle, you've got the Oscar versus Charlotte angle, is that going to get lost in the shuffle between the men's main events? I, I think most definitely, no. Um, Sorry, you've got Bliss and Jax as well thrown yeah. in there. So that's four women's matches. They're going to represent pretty much the whole women's roster. Well, this is the thing. So you imagine the Battle Royals will be on the kickoff. And then, and then you've got you've got two Battle Royals as well. Yeah, so two Battle Royals on the kickoff. And then maybe a Cruiserweight title match and women's title match. Or maybe Bliss could come in between one of the... Uh, the bigger singles matches. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Last year, they gave every match a little bit of time, didn't they? So yeah. we'll see what happens there. But like you said, with Oscar, she was involved in a match with Bliss on Raw, weren't she? When they, uh... Uh, yes. Oscar couldn't beat her cleanly, and Oscar won by count out because Jax came down and chased Bliss out of the arena. Yeah, but I mean, it's weird Oscar still being on Raw when she said she's going to challenge Charlotte, but I suppose the switch won't happen until after WrestleMania. I, I don't know. I don't know. With Oscar, they seem ever since Rousey was agreed, they've kind of been a bit vague with Oscar now. I think yeah. that's fair to say, you know. It was like, oh, this is Oscar, and then, oh, shit, we've got Rousey. Oh, yeah, well, Oscar can go over to SmackDown and do this. Another talking point from Raw was, of course, the Bray Wyatt versus Matt Hardy ultimate deletion match. Weird as the, hard, as the uh, Wyatt compound match was, you know, I wasn't <laughs> impressed with it at all. You weren't impressed with it, no? Oh, I wasn't, no. You know, um, That's interesting. He uh, he instructed his drone to find Wyatt and told his gardener, Senor Benjamin, to prepare the battlefield. He spoke match strategy with a giraffe named George Washington, to name <laughs> but a few things. Yeah, he had uh, Rebby, his wife, playing the piano with one of their sons on the back. He had, you know, he picked up another of his sons and he was, uh, you know, talking to him about things as well easy and uh you know once the night fell hardy waited for bray in the ring the two men brawled uh bray wyatt came out of a steel chair he said i've got a welcome uh, a welcoming present or you know a, a gift for you and matt hardy said um what's his drone's name oh i can't remember his drone's name but it's something stupid and he said uh initiate defense protocols and he shot fireworks into the air that's causing Bray Wyatt to drop the chair, and then you know they battled with Singapore canes, oh, not the Asian oh. cane. <laughs> I will undertake it. And you know they was beating all the way through like his uh, deletion compound, whatever it was, and then like he said, "Oh Bray, does this remind you of anything?" And Bray looked back, and it was the Wyatt compound that was burnt down by Orton, oh. and that kind of stopped Bray in his tracks, and. You know, but then distractions from Jeff Hardy and Senor Benjamin allowed Hardy to win. And uh, after he got the twist of fate, one, two, three, 
he then pushed White into the lake of reincarnation. And then he said, um, Senor Benjamin, can you please retrieve Bray Wyatt's carcass from the lake? And he said, I can't find him, Mr. Hardy. He did find something there, though, and that was the uh, lantern that Bray Wyatt used to carry around with him. He's also been on Twitter and said goodbye. So if this means a complete character change for Bray Wyatt or not, I'm surprised because you'd be looking forward to the Woken or slash Broken Matt Hardy in WWE and the ultimate deletion was, uh, is the kind of match type that was in TNA that people like. So what was different for the TNA version to this one? What was the things you disliked about it? I know? don't I don't know. It just felt too staged. You know, it was, it, I think it was silly in moments. You know, it was. I don't think it was as bad as the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt match they had yeah, like, yeah. throughout his house and that. <clears throat> but I, I don't know, you know, the only good points from it was is, you know, Jeff Hardy, but as we mentioned before with his DUI, what's going to happen with him? So some people loved it, some people hated it. It was like Marmite, yeah. wasn't it, you know? Yeah. Like I said, maybe too, uh, produce too much, but these are the things that they're going to, they can try. And with a Matt Hardy character, I think it will work well. What they do with Bray, I think it's be more interested than anything else at this moment in time. I mean, just imagine if they've got a place they can repackage wrestlers and they think it's all right. In that weird way, like, Matt Hardy could just face anybody. Like, like an NXT. Yeah, well, Curtis like, Axel. Like, do you know so what I mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And just be like, but with Curtis Axel, they throw him in. And... reincarnation, come back someone. Yeah. Better. Yeah, there is there is always that. But anyway, so that's for talk about. Is there any other thing, any any other talking points that happen on Raw Down? You know, and you've also got Sasha Banks and Bailey teaming up to go against Sonya, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. You know, they're, they're kind of things on tenor hooks. It seems like it's leading up to a match at WrestleMania. Yet again, another women's wrestling match yeah. at Mania. Yeah, and Deville and Rose beat the broken Bailey and Banks. So that's something we're looking forward to seeing on Raw. So um, that was Raw then, and we move on to your SmackDown. Smackdown summary. So three talk books, three talking points of Smackdown. I put uh, Brian, Brian, Brian. But I'm sure other things happening. I mean, the big news was AJ Styles on a house show. Would yeah. he? Would he be able? Would he be fit for WrestleMania? Uh, Triple H gave an interview saying, like, we we hope he can if he does all the right um, procedures and stuff to be ready. AJ Styles tweeted out saying, like, my, my leg would have to be chopped off to me to not make WrestleMania. Yeah. So, which you know, it makes a, it's a it's a good point for him. Yeah. But no, you know, Daniel Bryan, and he came back, you know, and he said he he looked really emotional as well, you know, and the fans were absolutely yeah. lapping it up. I got goosebumps, you know, as it is. Uh, and, you know, he said his wife, Brie Bella, was always there for him, encouraging him not to give up on his dream to get back in the ring. He admitted he's not sure when his next match will be, but after looking at the WrestleMania signed, seemed to hint it could come as soon as April the 8th. Um, and he thanked the WWE Universe for their support and led them in a yes chant. And, you know, you can see Daniel Bryan is back in Daniel Bryan, yeah. if you know what I mean. You know, he's he seems like Daniel Bryan again, and... You know, it was a very emotional moment. You know, it's one of the ones you just yeah, can't help but think, you know, good for you. <laughs> yeah, no, like, we we covered this on uh, when he first retired, how upset we were, you know, to to have such a huge fan connection, uh, you know, and to seem like, because he's like one of us, if you know what I mean. He's earned where yeah. he's got, you know, he's a fantastic independent wrestler where he is now. And it's one of those dream scenario kind of thing. You wake up or you find out, like, 
he's been cleared to wrestle. Fucking hell! Like yeah. y- you don't realise it. And we talked, we talked about, we were texting each other, weren't we, about dream yeah. matches that he could have. You know, with Nakamura, imagine a fucking match against him for the Styles. double AJ Styles again would be fucking brilliant. another match against Orton. Oh my come on, <laughs> Finn Balor, just imagine going against the yeah. Demon. You know, it's like there's so many matches. The did t- read the Demon exactly? Ty Dillinger, Tian. Uh, <laughs> No, there's, there's so much for yeah. him to do, you know, and it is exciting times. Will they put him back in the World Headbreak title picture? Will they have faith in him to make sure he's not getting injured? Does he deserve that? Does he need it? If he's so over, you know, can he, he help out other people? That, no. So he came out to start the show, yeah. and then he said, I've got, you know, an announcement to make about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and, you know, all throughout the night they were teasing, would they be rewarded or would they be reprimanded? No. So, you know, and... um so next we had Nakamura versus Rusev. Styles was ringside. Um, after Nakamura beat Rusev, uh, an English came in and started beating down Nakamura. Styles looked to slowly get up after, you know, the two-man-on-one beatdown was happening. Nakamura beat them both off. Oh, right, that's cool. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, he, he just basically looked at Styles and said, look, I don't need you because the week before... Styles got beaten down and Nakamura had to come to his rescue, you ah, see. So, there we go. So, it's nice. It's, not, it's, it's nice a bit of one-upmanship between the two because, you know, both of them are really over. Um, we had Ty Dillinger and I won't go into too much detail. Baron Corbin floored him quite yeah, quickly. But, sorry, but, like, I'm sure the amount of times we do SmackDown summary, like a Hogan-Bischoff promo Nitro, uh, it's, most of the time it's like, yeah, Corbin beats Dillinger. Like, that match has happened too many times for me uh, it must be about 50 60 times they faced well it must be at least 10 <laughs> yeah over 10 times that Tyler just lost to Baron Corbin on Smackdown yeah uh, but you see Todd Dillinger back on TV after a yes. notable ac- absence Charlotte Flair versus Natalia Natalia defeated Charlotte with a roll up pin uh, Carmella Carmella well what happened was is both women was down after a superplex Carmella made a beeline for the ring Looked to cash in her briefcase, said ring the bell, but before the bell rung, Carmella had her bell rung by Charlotte. Ah. Um, Natty rolled her up, one, two, three, no cash in, retains her briefcase. And Natalia now gets a win over the champion before WrestleMania, where you would think Charlotte would need to look strongest if she's going to face Oscar. But, I mean, it was still two weeks to go. All right. Yes, indeed. Um, <clears throat> Jimmy Uso went against Luke Harper, got absolutely... Pulverised. No, I, I I watched a bit of that match. I liked it. I really liked it. Um, I thought who was it, Jimmy? Jimmy. I thought Jimmy really brought it on, in in this. Uh, I like the chemistry between the two men, big men. Eric Rowan on distracted Jimmy, and uh, I thought that was a bit unfair. But I, I like Harper. I, I like it a lot. And yeah, he's one of the underrated wrestlers. Yeah. You know, I think he's got good talent in the ring. Too sure Eric Rowan. No. But, you know, teaming him up with someone, I think that helps him out as opposed to giving him his own push. Exactly. And I think like a, a three-team matchup or having that Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers like we've seen, I think there's a lot of potential there. You know, I'm not yeah. saying it's going to be like a tag team um, what's the, what, golden period, but the fact is that if you've got them and then imagine the offers of pain coming up with Sanity involved as well, then you've got four... Team, you know, you'd be like, oh, there's, there's five or six really good teams there. You, even if you keep the bar together or whatever it is, you know. But Yes, uh, up next we had a Jinder Mahal promo. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> Mahal celebrated his addition to the US Championship match at WrestleMania where he and Bobby Roode will challenge the undefeated, undisputed 
reigning US champion Randy Orton in a triple threat match. Rude interfered and vowed to beat Mahal in the centre of the ring. Orton joined the fray and said Mahal sucks without the assistance of Singh and dropped the mic. As Mahal left, he essentially threw Singh to the Wolves. Orton dropped him with a DDT and uh, set Singh up for the RKO. But Rude interjected, delivered the glorious DDT. Orton tried for an RKO to Rude, but the segment ended with a stalemate instead. Um, hey, I, I, yeah. I, I'm really worried about Bobby Rude. I'm really worried about him. You know, like... It seems like they're building up towards Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal in a singles match, and Rude's just going to be forgotten about. I hope that's not the case. And even the standoff, I just I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really uh, digging this at the moment. One. I would have much, much preferred Orton versus Rude Part 2, because yeah. that would have been a great bloody match. Well, the thing is, it's too similar <laughs> to Raw as well, isn't it? Like, If I'm going to look at, if I want to watch Ron's secondary title match now, if I had a choice between Miz, Rollins, Balor, Mahal, Orton... And Rude, no offence to Rude as a wrestler, but I'd rather watch the Raw one, you know? Um, up next, we had uh, Naomi and Becky Lynch versus two members of the Riot Squad, a match we've never seen before. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Becky Lynch with the Disarmer for the victory, enough said. And then for the main event, the coup de grace of the show, Daniel Bryan calls out Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And again, to a thunderous ovation from the crowd, Daniel Bryan came out um, and he called called out Kevin Owens and Zayn. They appeared genuinely excited that the news Bryan would be returning to the ring. Bryan was seemingly flattered, flashing a grin more than once. The loving was halted when Bryan had footage from last week's show of Zayn and Owens brutally assaulting Shane McMahon. Bryan admitted he thinks Zayn and Owens are two of the best performers in this generation and even confirmed McMahon's suspicions that he was living vicariously through his friends. Brian chastised his friends for their attack on McMahon, particularly because he thought the commissioner had written his wrongdoing. Yeah. And yeah, I, he was leaving. So basically, he was doing yeah. everything that they wanted to do, and yet they still weren't happy with that. Yeah, that's what I loved about Daniel Bryan in that. It made complete sense what he was saying. He's like, well, yeah. why, why did you do it? I don't understand. Um, and then he said he had to do it, but he proceeded to fire Owens and Zane. Yeah. He said, you know, it's happened to me twice before. I've come back stronger and better than ever. You know, it can happen to you. Don't let it ruin you. Yeah, he said, you're fired for now. He said, you know, not forever. So I thought that was nice as well. Then? Now. Forever. So but, then, um, then what happened? But, oh, now? no, well. <laughs> but also, you know, he went on to reiterate that, you know, Shane McMahon had given them everything they wanted. You know, dream, wrestling in the Indies, there's one thing you dream of, and that's being at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Yeah, 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 it was fighting each other, but you was at WrestleMania. And, um... Yeah, you know, he uh, he apologised, but soon found himself on the receiving end of a beatdown at the hands of Zayn and Owens. They Brian shook- fought back and drew a huge ovation from the crowd. Well, I was say, they shook hands. Brian shook Zayn and Owens' hands. Yeah. And then Owens, being the dick that he is, you know, started beating Daniel Bryan up. But that bit where Brian got to his feet and started... And he was on his back. He was doing his, his running kicks and spinning over, landing on his feet, doing that backwards and forwards. He had his kicks going, the yeah. proper... Hit kicks from yeah. Daniel Bryan. No, it was, it was and brilliant. Compared to Miz, you know, you can't say that his own better. But then the double team. But we noticed something that, didn't we? When uh, yeah, Zayn was he fell prey to the numbers game, though, hitting a hell of a kick from Sami Zayn to a chorus of boos. And um, yeah, it was when Sami Zayn held Daniel Bryan for he protected him very well. You know, much like Owens protected Shane from falling backwards onto a steel chair. And, you know, we've seen it slow down and 
It is yeah. perfection yeah. from Sami Zayn. And, you know, it just goes to enhance what a brilliant in-ring worker he is. Yeah, I like both of them. You know, I think they're just really nice guys who deserve their spot on the card. And I can't wait for Owens and Zayn versus Shane Man and Brian. Even if it's Daniel Bryan just getting a hot tag. Once he fucking comes in, the arena will become unglued. It's just going to be exactly. magnificent, you know. I've never been more excited about a Shane McMahon match than having um, Daniel Bryan involved if it's going to be against Owens yeah. and Zayn, as they're saying. But, I mean... Yes, and um, and it ended with Owens delivering a nasty powerbomb onto the apron and Bryan being strapped to a stretcher. Yeah. Isn't it great? WWE's like, you cleared to wrestle? Right, we're going to hit you in the worst part of the ring now. <laughs> Here you go. Exactly that. And, uh, you know, the, the stretcher guy had a lot of work. First, he, he was kicking <laughs> off the show on Raw. And then he was ending it on SmackDown, so you know he was a he was a very busy man. Uh, but it's I mean it's pretty obvious SmackDown was the best show this week, wasn't it? You know, just for the news alone, SmackDown just completely wiped the floor. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we did the podcast extra. You know, like it, because of Daniel Bryan being back. It should have been Daniel Bryan extra. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to entitle it. Yes, 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 as a podcast extra. But this is the thing, and also, I mean, Zane and Owens to their credit are sending it well on Twitter because Owens has really changed his name to Kevin Steen on Twitter, and Sami Zayn's changed his name as well. So they've taken away WWE logos. So they're buying it. There's talk it's going to be like an unsanctioned match as well, which means Shane McMahon can do his elbow off the top and whatever the fuck he wants to as well. So that that'll be great. Uh, but no, no, it's good news this week. We don't usually get good news in wrestling but to hear one of our favorites has returned from injury uh it's it's all good times on the road to wrestlemania you know so i've changed things up right so schedule so what you'll listen to today is podcast extra <laughs> which is coming out sunday or today and then our next podcast is going to be the 28th of march and it's going to be a wednesday it's double on 148 part two Two. And it's going to be W WrestleMania 14 and two Nitros. On the 31st on Saturday, it's a WNR 149, and it is my pick of WrestleManias. Sunday, WNR 150. Top 50 factions. We're going to add five tag teams to our tag team list to make it a top 20 tag team. And then Monday, the 2nd of April, we're going to release the Hall of Fame special, the class of 2018. Have matches with Goldberg. Podcast Extra. Wednesday, the 4th, is the Mixed Match Challenge. We're going to, on Friday, the 6th of April, we'll have the WNR 151, which will be the WNR Review for April. We'll have 205 Live, NXT, all the latest rumours. That will start off our huge live weekend. Saturday on the 7th is our live NXT TakeOver event, and we're live from 11 o'clock. Yeah, we can't wait to be in New Orleans to do it, and we'll be live at 11 p.m., Sunday, WWE WrestleMania live kickoff. Our first ever live kickoff. Eight, don't forget, I can't wait. We're going to start at 10 p.m. for that one. 10. Which is just going to be... We're going to have so much, Dan, aren't we? I mean, Yeah, we got, you know, we got uh, the usual games. We, we might add a few new games in there. We're going to have, I don't know, you know, just uh, a few other surprises in there. It's gonna, you're going to have to listen to find out what's going to be exactly. going on. WrestleMania facts and everything like this, of course, shout-outs. And loads more, but to get hold of us, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We've also got a friend on Twitter. Yes, we have. He's Mini Chris Benoit and he's just trying to make the world a better place and you can follow him at Mini Chris Benoit. Across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review on Google Plus. Send us an email at WNRpodcast at gmail.com. 
We're also on Facebook. Yes, we're on Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network if you come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to the WWE Network Review podcast on YouTube. We've got clips going up there daily. The sing-off results will be coming soon. Also, podcasts go at the same time as we do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Also, on Spreaker Radio where our live weekend starts April 7th. Stitcher Radio and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. Don't forget, this is Domino 148 Part 2. And we're going to have two Nitros plus WrestleMania 14. Yes, WrestleMania season officially kicks off in the WNR podcast in our next one. But until then, I have been James Rollins and as always, I was joined by... Damn right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye. <laughs>